Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Mike Kapler, I'm Cap, along with Joel Brzezinski. Breeze, good to have you with us for Growing in Grace, another podcast ready to roll. Growingingrace.org is where you'll find all of our past programs, more than 10 plus years worth at growingingrace.org. Yes, well over 500 episodes. I think we're in the 520s now. So thanks for tuning in. I uh, just recently had a, another uh, email from somebody saying they had gone back to the beginning to listen to them. I think they were in the somewhere in the 200s, <laughs> got a ways to go there. Uh, so we appreciate you tuning in and uh, listening and letting uh, somebody else know about the podcast. As you were saying last week, Cap, it's really about sharing the good news. You know, this doesn't do anything for our egos uh, when we ask you to share it with somebody. It's really, it has nothing to do with that. Ever since day one of this podcast, which was 10 years ago, and then 20 years ago is when, Cap, you and I, we began to get this understanding of, of God's grace Ever since then, our hearts have been to communicate the gospel, the good news with people, because there's a lot of bad news, and unfortunately, a lot of that bad news is preached in the church. And so while we don't want to be down on the church, that's not our motive here at all. We're not here to just rag on the church and, and how horrible they can be, or there's this false preacher here, or that false preacher there, or this minister here saying all this you know legalistic stuff. Yes, that stuff is going on, but we're not here to you know, speak badly of the church. We just want to communicate the good news. Now, that said, we are going to say something a little bit about false <laughs> false uh, teachers <laughs> today, <laughs> but that's it's because it fits in with what we're talking about here. But uh, if you've listened for long enough, you know that we're trying to be very positive uh, with this message of the good news. Well, we've been talking a lot about fruit over the last couple of podcasts, and Jesus made a statement in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. He said, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Now, Joel, I hear this phrase, you know, we'll know them by their fruits. A lot of times people will refer to that as to, you'll, you'll know Christians by the good things that they do. And sometimes that's, that's twisting it just a little bit, because Jesus just got done saying, beware of false prophets, you will know them by their fruits. And I think one of the key words here is their fruits, because we talked a lot last week about the fruit of the Spirit, that we don't produce the fruit. God produces the fruit. We bear the fruit, but God is the fruit um, producer here, and he does it through us. So it's his fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, not our fruit. And yet Jesus is referring to false prophets here in Matthew 7, and you will know them by their fruits. And so that's where we're going with this today. Yeah, and I, I know that over the years I've heard a lot of people, you know, they're worried about, I've sinned, and so isn't that bad fruit? And, and they're worried, have I lost my salvation? Because uh, Jesus talks here in this uh, in this passage in Matthew 7, he says, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And and so uh, some people are worried that he's talking about them. But look again, look at the context here. Look at what he's saying. Like you were saying, Cap, Jesus says, beware of false 
prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, so they look good on the outside, and, and they might look shiny and squeaky clean. But he says, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Now, I sin every now and then. Everyone listening, you sin now and then. You have sins in your life, so to speak, things that are ungodly and unrighteous. That doesn't mean that you're a ravenous wolf. (laughs) These people that Jesus is talking about are people who have an ongoing inward motive as a ravenous wolf. They're seeking whom they may devour, so to speak. I know that Paul uh, mentioned that about the devil, but these people are are looking to tear people down, and uh, they will do outward things that look really good. Sheep's clothing. They'll come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravenous wolves. And so we can't look at this and think that he is talking about Christians who do bad things, and so God's just going to He's just going to throw you into the fire someday. He's not talking about that. There is a a specific type of person that he's talking about here, and it's not your normal, average, everyday Christian or believer. That's true. And and so what we've got here, I I believe, is a situation where where Jesus is specifically only talking uh, about false prophets. That's the context. And he said it uh, early on when he said false prophets, they look good on the outside, sheep's clothing. Inwardly, they're just wolves. Uh, you'll know them by their fruits, these false prophets. But he goes on to say some other things that we can get into if you want to. But he said he repeats it. So then, you will know them by their fruits. He repeats it again four verses later. You see, a good tree cannot produce bad fruit. Well, we're not necessarily the tree here. We're, we're just a branch, right? Mm-hmm. We're a vine that's plugged into the, the source of life from that tree, which is Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God, God himself, consider him a tree here for a minute that we're plugged into as a branch. The good tree isn't going to produce bad fruit. And every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so that you will know them by their fruits. And he goes on, Joel, this is interesting. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not not everyone who calls me Lord gets in. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Well, I, I believe the will of the Father is for us to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what God wills for. He wills for all to come to this. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name? Sounds like a good thing. Did we not cast out demons in your name? That sounds like a good thing. And in your name, did we not perform many miracles? Miracles sounds like a good thing. Jesus did that. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. So, you see, when you're trying to produce your own fruit, no matter how good it looks like, no matter how right the intention is, if it's apart from the vine, Jesus Christ, the tree of life, you're, you're on a, a sandy foundation that Jesus goes on to talk about. Right. That is the key, where he's talking about the wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain descended, floods came, the winds blew and beat on the house. It did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And then, of course, the opposite uh, for the man who, the foolish man who built his house on sand. What is it? What does it mean to build your house on the rock? Who's the wise man? It's the person who does, like you said, like uh, Jesus was saying there, the will of my Father in heaven. What was God's will? It's that we forsake our own good deeds, our own attempts at trying to be righteous. This is New Covenant theology 
whatever you want to call it. This is the new covenant. This is the good news that we forsake our own attempts at trying to be this big, strong person who can do it and who can bear fruit for God. Because as we've talked about the last few weeks, when we try to do it, you know, trying to follow the law, trying to follow rules, trying to follow all these principles, it bears fruit to death. That's building your house on a sand. The wise man who builds his house on the rock is the person who does the will of Jesus' Father in heaven. And that, again, is to believe on him whom he sent, to believe in Jesus Christ. As you say here, as you rightfully point out, there's so many good things that these people did who called him Lord, Lord. They prophesied in his name. They cast out demons in his name and did many wonders in his name. So they did all these wonderful things, the things that look wonderful on the outside. And yet Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. And we should be able to uh, glean something from that, along with all the rest of the new covenant letters of Paul and, and the other apostles that show us that the way to do the will of God is to believe on Jesus Christ. Yes, and keeping in mind that this was really wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, mm -hmm. three chapters worth. And to me, this is a great summary. You've heard the pastor say, and in closing, and he really wasn't closing? Well, Jesus was. Uh, he was really closing. And he, he was summarizing everything he'd said over the last three chapters. Well, it was kind of a summary of most of what he was talking about. And that is, in, in my Bible here, Joel, uh, before the end of the chapter, when he's talking about building your house on the rock versus the sand, it says, there's a little heading in my Bible here that says the two foundations, the foundation on the rock, the foundation on the sand, right? Well, the two foundations here, in, in my mind, are, are the, the two covenants. The covenant of Jesus Christ and trusting in him and now moving into a covenant that we're plugged into his life through the ministry of the Spirit who bears and produces fruit through us, and we bear that fruit. But it's his fruit. Or the uh, foundation or the covenant of works that came through Moses that could not provide life or justification or righteousness or any of those good things. And that's where Jesus is, is trying to direct them into stop trying to do this yourself. You can't produce the fruit. You need to be plugged into the tree of life and allow me to put my life in you and, and allow that to flow through you. Yeah. Christ's life in us is what it's all about. When we get back to thinking that it's about my works and, and what I can do for God, we're missing the whole point of the gospel. We're missing the whole point of the new covenant. The old covenant was one in which people promised to do what was right, you know, following the law, and they failed miserably. In the new covenant, God said, it's not going to be like that covenant. The reason being is because the people failed. <laughs> he found fault with the people. That's a very sandy foundation. <laughs> it's, a, it's a foundation that will not stand. My own works, my own trying to please God. The only thing that's going to stand is when I receive the life of Jesus Christ. That's the big difference between uh, how many people in Christ try to live their lives, thinking that, well, I'm giving my life to Christ, and I'm going to do great things for him. Unfortunately, that's the attitude that many Christians have. It's, it sure sounds good. And, and these aren't the ravenous wolves, by the way. These aren't the false prophets. They just have a misunderstanding of what the gospel is. 
There are people who think, I, I've given my life to God, and now I'm going to do great things for him. But really, our life in Christ is a matter of the fact that I've given up trying to do good things for him because I know I can't do it. And instead, I receive his life. I don't give him my life. He has given me my his life, and I receive his life, and he does great things in and through me. Well, we're not called to be fruit inspectors, okay? I know that's a, a phrase that gets thrown around quite a bit by people in the Christian community, but we've turned this around a little bit here, like uh, you, you'll you'll know them by their fruits, and so you start inspecting people's behavior and uh, their, their works, and you're going down the wrong path sometimes when you do that, because Jesus, in context, was talking about false prophets, all right? Uh, you're not going to know Christians believers by their fruit, but by the fruit of the Spirit. False prophets will know them by their fruits because that's the foundation from which they're building on is, is their own work and their own effort. And so that, that's entirely a, a different thing. And so we, we should stay away from that form of judgment when it comes to fruit inspecting. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, uh, we're going to be switching gears a little bit next week and moving into something I'm not sure if we've ever talked about here on Growing in Grace. You know, some people say that we are engrafted Jews. As believers, we've been grafted into Israel. Is that so? It's a commonly used phrase in Christianity. And there may be a scripture or two that seems to say that, but we'll take a look at that and how in Christ there is neither Jew nor Gentile. Looking at that next week, right here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.